Seasons. Dog seasons. <laughs> For all our dog listeners. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I bet let's, at least let's one. Let's carry this joke first. <laughs> I bet at least one of our listeners is not human. Yeah, a cat yeah. just kind of like chilling. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. probably a dog. Dogs are more, uh, I feel like dogs are more like tuned in to people's noises. Voices. Yeah, noises. I don't know. I've yelled, I've yelled at Maddie's dogs before through the phone. And they didn't seem to pay attention much. No? No. Maybe if you talk nice to them, they would. No, I mean, I yelled at them like, hey! Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like for grudging no. them. <laughs> I scolded them through yeah, the phone. Yeah. That probably wouldn't work even with people, so. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not tuning into that. Well, this is a perfect segue into our uh, topic today. Wait, <laughs> explain how it's a perfect segue. <laughs> I need to know this mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Habits. Don't make a habit out of... Getting on the phone with your dogs, dogs. Yeah. right? I see where that went. Yeah, it all ties up. Okay, so <laughs> habits. We're talking uh, lifestyle habits, right? We we came up with this idea of um, how about we all choose three kind of major daily practices that we try to do um, routinely that we think adds to the value of our day and makes us more uh, successful at the end of the day. Um, so just right off the bat, the big three that are going to kind of be like implied across the board, um, I think for all of us is exercise, right? We're all fitness coaches and that's something that's a big part of our lifestyle. So um, at least on a semi-daily basis, doing some sort of exercise, uh, intense exercise, nutrition, right? This is kind of implied as well. Uh, we've dug into this on other podcasts and also have the girls do the nutrition podcast more in depth. So um, we'll kind of keep that off the table as far as like daily habits. Uh, and the third one is sleep. So hopefully implying that we all get adequate sleep because that's a, that's a huge lifestyle factor. Yeah. Would you guys say those are pretty yeah, squared are, away? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they should definitely be emphasized and I think it ties everything else that we're doing with daily habits together. Yeah. I mean, I like those are pillars, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what if we went around the table and each did one at a time and then uh, I'm sure there's going to be common ground that we can jump onto for each. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. You want to start here? All right. Um, I'll start with my nighttime routine. So I have before bed, like I'm, I'm bad at doing like long routines. Like if I, if it takes me like a half hour, I'm probably not going to do it just because, because of time restraints and stuff. But I, um, like if I had to write in a journal and, and like do all this stuff at night, I wouldn't do it. So I just keep it super short. I just think about like one thing I'm grateful for that day, like something that was, that went well. Um, and then I think about something that I need help with or something I'm working on. So, uh, and that can be like for the next day or just kind of that week. But um, I feel like that kind of, it forces me to A, think positively. Like I think if you're always in a place of, gratitude at least daily once then yeah then that sets your mind pretty pretty right mm-hmm. so i think that's important and then also well, the, just, there's yeah. the science of gratitude is is pretty well researched now like, yeah it actually may uh, uplift your lives in a way that's like me- very meaningful 
Like having gratitude and dramatically improve your like even mental acuity. Yeah, I actually just saw, just read something that people that have gratitude and are generally more optimistic and positive. Yeah. Make thirty three percent more than. Oh, financially, yeah. Financially yeah. pessimistic. That makes sense, right? You yeah. kind of opportunistic, like looking for the good in situations, and right. right. Do you share this, uh, like those two things you mentioned? The think of something that's you're grateful for, and also think of something that you're working on and need help with. Is this something you share with like Sarah, or you say openly, or is it more like internal dialogue, like a debrief on the day? It's just internal for me, but like I started doing it with liar like what, what was your favorite thing today yeah um and then i'll like tell her mine not that she you know she's almost three she yeah doesn't, and then you're like take a look <laughs> take a look at this business plan real quick she doesn't give me too intense like, i love that macaroni and cheese you made earlier that was killer but um but yeah it's all just internalized pretty much well from what i read um about it and, and listened to it was actually on the huberman lamp shout out to huberman uh but uh it has to be, the, the caveat is that it has to be actual sincere gratitude. It can't be just going through a practice for the sake of it, but you actually have to feel the gratitude, which is, it can, I imagine can be pretty slippery. You yeah. can't just be like, I'm thankful for my house. Mm, right. You have to feel the gratitude for your house and how you're not living out in the street somewhere or wherever you got a nice house or mm. whatever's going on. Yeah. You that requires a lot of that reflection though. Like if you really sit and think, you know, right. and you don't just say it out loud. Yeah, you can tell the difference when you're just saying it yeah. and when you're actually feeling it. So I, I definitely believe that stat. It's almost like nighttime prayer in a way, like saying thanks for right. the day. Or it's all, I like that it's specific to like something that you just experienced that day, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and a lot of people actually struggle with finding something to be grateful for, which it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard. But it, the more you do it, the easier it is. But like, I think... I, just from like introducing people to it or, or if I you know ask someone what they're grateful for it's it's pretty hard to come up with that on the spot for a lot of people which I think that says a lot about there is a, a <clears throat> to tie in with that there's a, a meditation practice that involves I think it's called introspective retrospection and it means you imagine your life is worst case scenario like you, it's really morbid mm-hmm. like everyone in your life has died you've lost everything and then you go back to your life as it is now, and there might not, it might not be perfect, but because you've imagined your life as, as bad as it could possibly be, and allows you to have a lot of gratitude for what you actually do have, even if it's not as good as you want, right. it's way better than what it could be. Yeah, but, and, and just in general, right now is such a good time to be alive. Like, think about, like, we don't have to really worry about things killing our children or finding yeah. food or, like, staying alive past right. 30, like, we can get medical attention. We can get food. We can, like, it's it's a pretty good time to yeah. be alive. Like, I would much rather be the lower middle class person right now. Yeah. Oh than, yeah. Than then the king, the king of, of France. France. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think we mentioned that before. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, it's a good time to be alive. So there's always things to be grateful for. What? Yeah. Why I think that's equally important or doubly important is because yeah, it's a great time to be alive. We're the healthiest that we've been in or the safest era of mankind ever, but however, mental illness is at an all-time abundance. Yeah. So things like gratitude practices keep and stave that off and help us stay like mentally aware and healthy and acute. Yeah. Those three, I think a lot of, maybe not all of it, but a lot of uh, diagnoses 
if you pull the thread on them, can lead back to one of those three pillars that we talked about, the yeah. exercise, the nutrition, and the sleep, right? If oh, those yeah. three pillars aren't taken care of regularly, then, like, things are going to yeah. go wrong for sure. And not to say that that's everybody's problem, right? There's definitely, like, legitimate diagnoses, yeah. but yeah. Um, well, what's interesting things. with that, that sleep um, aspect of it is that there's some uh, studies done, and there's a book called Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker, um, but it points to the fact that there's not a single mental pathology that doesn't have, and correlation isn't causation, that doesn't have a connection with or a correlation with poor sleep. So then that begs the question, is that the chicken or the egg? And in my opinion, when I've, if I've, um, and I've, I've gone through uh, times in my life of poor sleep, that I think that that exacerbates by far any mental unwellness going on. Like much higher anxiety. Yeah, much higher anxiety, yep. Yeah, yeah. You, even like for me, if I'm not exercising, eating well, or sleeping, then it, I definitely notice that it's harder to come up with things to be grateful for. Which yeah, that's yeah. you're more irritable. You right. just got a higher like level of baseline level of anxiety. Yeah, um, it, even to the extent of like I think if you took the very best psychologist in the world and you took if you could wave a magic wand and fix sleep. I think that fixing sleep would be far more effective than the very best psychologist in the world, even if you saw them daily. Yeah. I think that would go a longer ways than the best psychologist in the world, if you could somehow make one of, the, of those two things happen. Yeah. Perfect sleep. That would be cool. Yeah. Perfect sleep, perfect nutrition. Yeah. Um, so we got our gratitude practice, right? That's one. And I mean, that could be done at any time of day. I like that yeah. you're doing it at night as like a debrief on the day and right. kind of like you it's almost like you close the book on the day in a good place. You end off on a good place and pick it back up yeah. tomorrow. Right. Um, journaling without journaling. Yeah. Mental yeah. journaling. Yeah. I like your idea too, that if it's going to take you longer than you're actually willing to do, then right. don't do it. Like set a little bit of a lower yeah. target. And maybe and when I'm like, you know, 50 or 60 and I have a lot of free time, then I'll, then I'll probably do more journaling and stuff like that. But mm. right now you got to bite off what you can chew. For sure. Yeah. Um, my first, I'll keep it in the kind of like cognitive space then, uh, my first daily habit, and <clears throat> I don't know if this is proper terminology as far as like meditation and stuff goes, but I do something during the day that puts me in kind of like a blank mind, like where I don't have to think. So a lot of days that's playing guitar, not necessarily practicing anything particular, which I also do that, um, but just picking guitar up and like noodling where I don't have to think and I just kind of play and lose sense of what I'm doing and where I am or why I'm doing anything. Um, I also get that with the cold therapy that I do pretty much on a daily basis <clears throat> at this point, pretty much every single You're day I get in, in there. And uh, that breathing and just kind of getting present is the same feeling as if I'm sitting there noodling on a guitar where I can't really think or I'm not thinking, you know? Yeah. Um, and you can also get that from like a more traditional meditation method. Uh, I don't do that all that often, but I do once in a while. So um, any of any of those things that kind of just gets my mind blanked out where I'm detaching from any of the thoughts that I've had all day and just like with my breath, with my movement, whatever that is. And I feel like it kind of resets the rest of the day. It also just resets my uh, um, my ability to like experience the rest of the day. I, I'm a little more calm. I'm a little more like organized mentally after doing that checkout. It's almost like taking a nap while you're oh, awake, yeah. you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I like that. 
and you like a, an intense exercise you can kind of get out of your head but I, I think it's different if you're in more of a relaxed yeah uh, well or, or, or a passive state I yeah think. Passive state. i think the the exercise is almost like a cheat code for it yeah, yeah it is but that's not how most of our life is going to be so right it's more similar yeah to what we're going to have to deal with regularly if we learned it without so much stimulus like yeah. a, a workout has for us that we're able to still have a blank mind yeah and it's well, that a like, present mind i like a present yeah. mind yeah i think that's probably better than blank mind but i say blank because if i was to like draw a picture of what's going on up there it'd just be like an empty piece of white paper you know yep. it's like i'm right. trying to not have any input yeah yeah i kind of get that if i like am doodling or woodworking or something like that yeah. where you're just focused on something uh a taunt, yeah. you get like almost into it, like an autonomous mode. Yeah. Right. Like your uh, flow state or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. So something that gets you there yeah. at least once a day, even if it's five minutes, um, I think it's really valuable for mental and physical health and just makes you more productive. Like yeah. the rest of the day, I'm much more like tuned in. Right. Yeah. You carve out some time to not think about the rest of the day. I mean, yeah. It's an important practice. Right. Yeah. Hit the pause button for a little bit. Yep. Um, I think. Part of the, now that you mentioned presence, I think every one of my routines ties in with that. And I don't think it's any surprise that I'm gonna mention breathing as uh, yeah. one of my daily <laughs> my daily practices. <laughs> but that's something that I, I wake up and religiously do. So I'll start the day off with, um, I'll, I'll religiously go outside and walk for 20 minutes. Or if I'm not walking, then I'm gonna go outside and do yoga for 20 minutes. Something outside in the sunrise. Uh, ideally in the sunrise because there's a unique kind of light that happens at sunrise that'll get some hormones within the body flowing prepare you better for the day and then has a rebounding effect towards in the evening that'll help prime you to get to sleep a lot of what I do is preparing me for the day or preparing me for sleep um, but after the after the sunrise walk then I go into a breathing practice that one charges me up energizes me for the day um, and um, and uh, also kind of dials me in. And in fact, now that I'm thinking of it, everything that I do as far as a daily habit ties into being present for that, that moment that I'm doing. So uh, that after the breathing practice, then actually but lately it's been, the first thing I do is wake up, go to the cold shower, wake up and go right to it. Because there's a I mean, a profound hormonal response from going right after you wake up, your eyes open, you shoot to the shower. Um, and I'm trying to latch it and like capitalizing that hormonal response and then I'll do the breathing. I've been switching it up lately. It seems like there'd be like a mental response too. Like if you are waking up and you're instantly yep. being like, I'm going to do something uncomfortable yep. instead yeah. of like hitting the snooze button. Yeah. It's the opposite. It's yeah. literally the exact opposite. Well, what <laughs> shocks me is like how groggy I could feel like walking over the shower. Yeah. And then seconds later, I'm like wide awake. Yeah. Wide awake. It just happens so instantly. It's like it's really as as hard as it is to walk over and turn the cold shower on and get in right away. First thing you do, it's so refreshing every single time. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I've done that maybe five times with the water at, in the lake. Yeah, and it, for me, is so much harder to do so, to, to convince right, myself yeah. to walk yeah. down there and do right. That. Like, there's so much more like uh, inter. Yeah. Uh, bartering going oh yeah on. <laughs> like, oh but maybe i need to use the restroom right <laughs> <laughs> you know like, i feel i'll wait stomach's feeling I'll a little <laughs> but yeah i i can attest to the fact of like it's like you're flipping a switch yeah you go from like barely eyes open to 
completely turned on. You. Right. What what com- compels me to keep doing it is that, yeah, you get an effect if it's after, like I used to be after the breathing, after the walk, and after everything else. But I just feel immediately so alert and feel good. From I don't have to go through like a groggy phase. Yeah. I just already feel good. You said uh, breathing. Do you do like a yoga nidra or is it like a specific protocol? Um, so that's a good question. With, with um, yoga nidra, so if I, I, I kind of look at yoga nidra as an insurance policy for if I had poor sleep. So let's say I, I went to bed at 2 um, a.m. Then I won't do it first thing because I, I like to do the shower first thing now. But I'll do yoga nidra after um, for 10, 20 minutes because you can get the restorative effects of sleep uh, in just that time. If you sit down and again, a yoga nidra, for those who don't know what that is, all it is is a very um, focused body scan. And again, to a, a massive sense of presence. It's almost like you're on a drug um, when, when you're doing it right. You just feel all these sensations that you don't know are there that are imperceptible if you're not thinking about them, but they're always there. If I, if I like literally I'm doing it right now, I can hone in on my finger and there's all, all this tingling going on right now. But you're doing, doing that through every part of your body um, and it zaps you into a place that's very, um, very along the same vein as what sleep does for you in, in kind of a very uh, passive meditative state. So you get a lot of the benefits from it. It's not, of course, you're not going to be able to replace sleep with it, mm-hmm. but um, it does get you a little bit out of sleep debt more so than not doing it. So let's say you had a good night's sleep. What kind of breathing protocol are you doing on a typical day? On the, what kind of breathing protocol? Yeah. Um, so I'll, there's a lot of exploratory breathing routines I do, but um, like what my breathing routine consists of typically or something along the lines of is I'll start off with slow breathing, like four seconds in, four seconds out, and then I'll turn that into a, 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 a sympathetic breathing so that energizes, so I'm firing up my uh, fight, and, fight and flight system, getting a lot, of, a lot of energy going, fast breathing. Then I'll do a breath hold. Um, so then with that breath hold, after I'm supercharged with O2, not to get too into the details here, uh, supercharged with O2, that breath hold um, brings up the CO2, and the CO2 is what the, the vehicle that carries O2 throughout the body. So then you're getting massively oxygenated by supercharging, supersaturating yourself with O2 and then allowing the CO2. And then holding, to, yeah. Yeah, to hold it and then you take another inhale um, and then I'll go into some more um, sympathetic nervous system breathing. Do that two or three times with a breath hold in there and then at, by the end of it, uh, that's, that's what sets my day for being really focused and energized. If I don't do it, then I'm not, like, my, my day doesn't go nearly as well. I, it, I, it's a definitive difference. That's why I'm so glued to doing it every single day. Like, I don't care if I have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to get up at, or leave at 5 o'clock, I'm going to get up at 4 to do it. Nice. Number two? Number two for me would probably be, um, I'll go with the, this is a weekly habit, but it sets up my daily habits. So it's the Sunday prep. So I have like a book. It's, it's like a calendar slash book, um, and I'll write out my plan for the whole week, and like each day do two or three things that I like need to accomplish that day. So whether that's huh. like a project at one of the gyms or meetings or you know programming or uh, something like that, I'll write those on those days, and then that way I know like 
at least if I finish those, I feel accomplished, you know. Mm -hmm. It also helps me get more things done because I'm less less likely to just be kind of like tossed around in the wind and the, and the putting out fires type mentality and more like making Gives you some direction on where to go. Yeah. Actually, and not just build. So I, I just started doing that like five weeks ago and it's it's crazy how much more control I feel in my life and business everything so. where, where did you get that from did, was that some somewhere or did you come up with that on your own no yeah there's a um a two brain two brain business that's like a, uh, a fitness mentorship the fit, is that the fitness one yeah 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 and uh the the guy that runs it he made this planner for himself it's like a yearly planner yeah and uh, so he sends that out to us that's and you cool. you yeah. notice a pretty big difference from it, huh? Yeah, for sure. Liz yeah. has been doing one called Passion Planner. It's a similar idea for yeah. like years, and uh, I swear to God, that thing is like, like, like super charging your efficiency. Hers and yeah. mine, just because my stuff is included in there. <laughs> but and you you don't take part do. in the planning. You just no, I, I execute. I do take part in the planning, but um, she's got the same idea where she writes down like checklists, right? So, yeah. um, and that's like for personal tasks and stuff. And then you know we have like our, our gym calendar and stuff. But I think on a on a bigger view of this for just the layman is like use a calendar and schedule things that you want to get done, mm -hmm. right? Because it seems like for us, because we probably do that routinely, especially you with that Sunday practice. But I get, I would imagine, or I would guess that there's maybe 50% of people out there listening who maybe don't even write out what they want to do in the week yeah. or use a calendar at all. Well, I, that's like, what I was, I need to take a page from that book because, yeah. and I'm sure both of you guys have felt this, is that sometimes you are like just layered on with so much stuff to do that you get paralyzed on what to do. Yeah. yeah. Is that kind of what, yeah, that, what inspired that. Yeah. 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 I mean, you got, a, you're juggling yeah. a lot of chainsaws right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it helps with that. And it just helps. Cause I have like a yearly goal. I have a five year goal, then a yearly goal and then like monthly checklist. And then this kind of brings it to daily. So then, then the yearly goal seems much more attainable right. when you're focusing and on digestible week. chunks yeah. like that from day to day, yeah. But at the same time, it's easy to set like a year goal and then nine months go by and you haven't even done anything right. to work towards it, you know. Yeah. So, so were you just feeling like absolutely swamped with things before that and did that? Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I did like monthly checklists and that helped. But even so, like if you have a monthly checklist and you're in the first week. It's easy to be like, oh, it's four right. weeks. Right, I got four weeks. Like, yeah. I wait till the last yeah. three days. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're a weekend. You're like, oh, I'm not doing that goal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wait till the next month. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's helped a lot. That's one of the overlooked uh, like superpowers of the human brain too, is that we can project things onto paper. Right. And like, yeah, get things out right. of our head into language, and leave it somewhere like concrete. Yeah. So like you can let go of it in your brain because you know it's right here on paper so, or on a screen something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you don't have to hold it and carry it all day if you put it somewhere. Right. Yeah. Then if you go back and make a routine, a habit of looking at it rather than just right. putting it there. Yeah. Uh, then that's where the real magic comes in. Yeah. So Eric, I have a feeling that you're you're already naturally a, a good planner. Is that the case? Yeah. Like I'm good at I I love setting goals and like working ways to achieve yeah. them, yeah. 
So, I mean, for someone like, I'm not a good planner. I'm yeah. just kind of like, okay, let's let life see what happen happens, and see yeah. what happens. But I've, that, that, that is problematic for me at times. Yeah. Was there ever a point where, um, where you had to learn to be a planner or were you yeah. always like that? No, I was, no, I, I used to be very just fly by the seat of my pants type. Yeah. And, and I think what happened was just so many people just being in a community like this and having working with people some mentorship yeah there's just well there's just so many people that are reaching out like can you do this can you do that can you do that and so it's easy to just get pulled in a million directions whereas if you set your your plan if someone asks like hey can can I talk to you about this yeah it's easy to be like drop what you're doing and then go go focus on that whereas if you have a plan you can be like well I can fit you in at this time or whatever yeah and you're a little more in control and and you feel much more accomplished I think back to my life before Google calendars. Yeah. I don't know how I ever did anything or you how I remembered anything. Like how many dates yeah. during you, the you year. Do you use a lot of Google, is that on iPhone? Yeah, on iPhone. Like my Google calendar is like, like I, I'm not uh, frantic about it, but I will check it routinely just to make sure like, all right, this is happening. This Especially with the band and mm-hmm. things at the gym and things with Liz and like family stuff. and. I just always have any events that I know are happening or, or responsibilities that I know need to be done and checked off on that calendar. Yeah. And it's like, how did I even like right. walk around? <laughs> so so not to turn this too much into just a conversation, but yeah, no, that's good. do you tie acuity into Google calendars? No. Is that not possible? You know? I don't know. Maybe you could. Might be you use to, Acuity yeah. for your PTs and stuff, don't yeah, you? Yeah, but I thought, man, I wish I had something outside Acuity to help me with the stuff. So, I'm, so I'm it's connected open. to your personal calendar, right. too? Yeah. I bet you could. I bet you could integrate them. Yeah. So that's even like uh, planning and setting your attentions and putting them somewhere. So yeah. you don't have to carry them around all the time. Yeah, it's it makes a big difference. And um, I mean, I don't know if this was before your time, but I'd say in the last three years, I've way better at this because I've been doing more planning but before the three years ago it was like I'd say at least monthly where there was someone being like hey are you almost here and I'm like oh shoot I yeah like, I don't know I don't know where here is yeah. <laughs> that sounds all too familiar <laughs> yeah. I hate that see oh, I yeah. I'm not an anxious person but I hate that feeling I, I know like yeah. me too it's horrible that is terrible missing something <laughs> or being late to something it gives me like yeah oh yeah <laughs> I hate it like, so that's I'll why I like the over. calendar yeah I know <laughs> Yeah. I like just putting like time in place and knowing that's I'm, I'm gonna be there. The so one thing I learned to do is never put off putting it in your calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have something important, <laughs> yeah. yeah, do it right there, right. <laughs> then right. if you have to stop in the middle of traffic, yeah, do it right there. Yeah, and I, I can totally empathize with you. Maybe not to the same level, but like uh, just being involved in a community with so many people, and mm-hmm. you know, people you coach every day. And if somebody asks you about something or whatever, and then it's like. Somebody asks you about something else, and if you don't write things down, like a lot of times I leave stuff on the whiteboard mm-hmm. during the day, and I'll just come back on like my lunch break and be like, "All right, did I, yeah, did I do those things? Like, did I send this email?" Yeah. But if I don't do that, like ten percent chance I'm gonna remember to do it. So, uh, I got a question for you guys. Shoot. Um, now, with planning and with talking about things to do for the day, because I think that's an important topic, is there a drop dead time that you have where you're like, "I, I got to tune out of work." Like, or stop looking at my phone or whatever. Sarah, Sarah would very much like the answer to be yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, not, not, not so yeah. much, yeah. But I, I did put that as like a goal this year is when I'm home, 
I'm home and I'm not focusing on work or answering, yeah. you know, emails and texts and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I do, I put it in the calendar actually, like a line and then I say home yeah. and I'd say right now, maybe 50% of the time I follow it, Yeah. but I, I'd like to get to 90%. That's the same. I'm like, I'm, I like proudly tell people that yeah. and then it'll be like 930 at night and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to respond to this text right here. <laughs> just one little response. Tweak on this program. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it, and it's tough too because a lot of the best the best time I can get work done is like once the girls go to bed yeah. at like eight thirty. Right. And I know you're like I have thirty minutes to get yeah. anything done. Yeah. But Those so that's an ambition is to have like what like a nine o'clock drop dead time. Yeah, or just when I'm home from work like six o'clock. It's dinner. Everything's done. Yeah. I don't even away. think about work yeah. after six, which would be which would be nice. Well, I'm so committed to that drop dead time, but not committed. That I have a don't disturb till like I think it's like eleven o'clock, but I I haven't remembered the last time that I've actually done the don't disturb. <laughs> I, I look at it, I cheat to see. Don't if anyone. <laughs> Please disturb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's tough, man. My uh, this brings me back to the we had at my uh, college football field. We had a, a river with like a big long bridge that. The campus was up on this side of the river, and then you had to cross the bridge to get to the football field. And uh, I remember, like, vividly one day at practice, we're all, like, kind of, like, not doing good. And the coach calls us together, and he's like, when you cross that bridge, you're no longer at school. You're at practice. Yeah. When you cross back over that bridge, you're a student again. Just leave it, leaving <clears throat> your schoolwork there or whatever's yeah. going on. Yeah. And, and, like, that, like, something clicked about, like, a physical geographical thing. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times I'll use that like ride home from here. Like when I start pulling down, there's this big hill near my house. Once I start pulling up that hill, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop thinking about work or I'm going to start thinking about what's, what, what I'm going to encounter at home or whatever. So it's like, even just choose like a, something stupid and physical or geographical yeah. uh, when you're driving so or like when you're anchoring point. Yeah, yeah. Anchoring point yeah. to just kind of sever the tie for a little bit. And yeah. like, you can always, you know, reconnect if you have to answer something or do something, but um, that has helped me like a lot just to kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm over this hill. Yeah. Metaphorically, I'm going to stop right. thinking that, about it. That reminds me of, I think the, I think it was the Spartans. They used to have like a medallion or something and they would, they would, uh, put half of it away when they went to war. And then when they came home, they put it back together Yeah, and just to like separate themselves almost. Yeah. yeah. That's important. That, yeah. I think psychologically it's really important to have like an actual boundary yeah even if it's something as simple as like the drive home like that could serve as your time to decompress from your day or notice yeah. that rather than just like get stuck in your head notice like look outside the trees and the snow and yeah look at things outside rather than just having an internal conversation the whole time yeah without ever seeing what's outside and i think uh it's we're probably in unique company eric and i where our wives are also like work with us, work with yeah. us at the gym um, so it's like even harder to set the boundary of like talking right. about work or doing work. They want to work. come back and talk about it. You know? Yeah, like yeah. this class, this happened, and like tomorrow's workout. This is what's up with this. Yeah. <clears throat> Which like, you know, I'm not like shut it down. Don't talk about CrossFit. Right. Yeah. But uh, a lot of times it is just kind of comes back. Yeah, to, you can oversaturate yourself. Let's like, take a break from yeah. yeah, from work for a little bit. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Uh, number two for me. So number one was like blank mind or get into some sort of flow state. 
Number two is <clears throat> I take 30 minutes roughly, some days are more, uh, some days are a little less, but I would say average 30 minutes every single day to do something that I deem educational for me. So, that, yeah, so that's either a podcast that isn't just like entertainment, right? Something where I'm learning some subject from somebody or a lot of it's, histor I like history podcasts, that type of stuff, uh, science podcasts, Huberman type stuff or reading or watching something informational. Um, so at least uh, once a day, try to learn either a skill or, or brush up on a subject. Are you pretty diligent with that? Or do you, do you yeah. ever miss days? Not really, no. 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 Um, <clears throat> I usually devote my, uh, my dishwashing time to that, like educational podcasts, which I do pretty much every single day. So yeah. there's like 20 minutes right there I get. Um, I read almost every night before bed for as long as I can before I fall asleep. Yeah. It's usually like 10 minutes, but it's still through, do you throughout read the day with trying a, to get... Do you read with a red light or do you read? <laughs> <laughs> I read in the dark. <laughs> um, and night vision goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sleep like a baby. <laughs> I have a lamp. I'll admit it. I have a normal lamp. <laughs> you heathen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, about 10 minutes of reading. But, uh, yeah, I would, I'm diligent with that every day that I try to do something. Like, entertainment, yes, but more so it's with the intention that I'm going to learn something. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I listen. I'm not counting, Depends like, Depends on the mood, probably. If you're ready for some meaty stuff. Yeah, I want to listen, like... Yeah. Joe Rogan and some comedians or something like I'm not counting that as educational time, but yeah. there is uh, some portion of every day where I'm gonna like try to learn something. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I don't have a like a set thing, but I always like I don't listen to music on the drive really ever. I just always listen to educational podcasts. Yeah, me so too. I, I do do it pretty often, but yeah, I only like, listen to music whenever like someone else is in the car, so they don't have to hear. <laughs> yeah. I that should be one of mine. I listen to music every day, religiously. I, I, well, you're a musician, too. Yeah, so yeah. I guess and I think there's benefit to listening to music. There definitely is, yeah. yeah. So, it, it depends on the music, I guess. But. Yeah. Maybe not Slayer on the way into work, but I guess it depends who you are. Probably not on the way into work. Depends on yeah. how that helps. <laughs> you know how to get fired up to yeah. go start a riot. Right. Um, is it, am I up? Number, number two, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, here's one that I've been... Well, I used to do very regularly, but I've started up again that I really like. And that's, in addition to walking at sunrise, a walk, try and take 20 minutes to walk in the dark. Mm. Um, and complete, no phone allowed, no nothing. And I don't even um, look at my watch because I, I'm, hopefully I'm just tuning in. For, I'm not trying to be like, oh, it's 20 minutes, time to go in. But I really want to, in the dark, have a kind of walking meditation going on where I try not to, and I like Tyler was saying, anchor back into the present. If I notice myself wandering with my thoughts, but I'm starting to think about other things other than the walk, I'm not looking at the, 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 the snow in the dark or whatever, then I do my best to get back to the present. And I've I found that if I've had a, a lot of things for the day and I'm whatever seemed like overwhelmed with things to do, then that really helps me get my head back on my shoulders so I can have kind of regained focus for the next day and unwind, right? Yeah. Unwind for... I mean, preparing myself to go to sleep. Yeah. That's kind of 
in the same vein as your nighttime ritual, but I think a little less cerebral probably, right? You're not like going through a mental checklist or anything. No, I'm actually trying to do the opposite. Like the blank mind type of deal. Right. I'm yeah. trying just to notice the things directly around me. Yeah. Cool. Huh. I used to meditate. I mean, I guess we all do our versions of meditation, but I used to officially meditate every single day religiously. So I would include that as a practice, but I haven't been as diligent as just sitting and meditating. And that's... For me, that's the hardest version of meditation. Yeah, now. me too. Yeah. With no stimulation at yep. all. Just, um, do you walk like on the street or in the woods, or does it not matter? There, no, well, I, lately when I've been doing it, I've been walking. There's a woods near my house. Yeah. Kind of goes through a nature reserve. So I'll just take the dog out there, actually, and then um, walk through that nature reserve until I feel like it's time to go back. Oh, that's a, just give me a quick pin in my head. The educational thing, I walk my dogs every day when I get home, and yeah. it's usually like tw- 20 to 30 minutes because they do a big loop. Yeah. Um, and most days I'll listen to some sort of educational While you're podcast walking? Yeah. or audiobook. Yeah. That would be my instinct, but I'm like, no, you need to, you listen to this crap all day. Yeah. You, you, gotta, you gotta actually tune right. out. And there are some days where I can't even, no more input, you know? Yeah. I just need yeah. silence and the dogs and just like. Yeah. Even for me, I'm like, are the dog the dogs can be a distraction because they're like running around all over, and I'm like, no, get out of their yard, yeah, and then right. pulling them over. So, but I do take them just because I think I don't want to. Yeah, have them they need life. it just as bad as we do. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if not more. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just drive, and I'll I'll realize that I haven't listened to music or podcasts or anything. It's just been complete silence. Yeah. And, yeah. And so. That's I, nice though. Yeah. I have I have uh, certain days, especially if it's like very high say output in here mm-hmm. certain days where I just need like that yeah. on the way home yeah. just, just silence yeah look yeah. straight through the windshield <laughs> yeah. yeah it happens to me just by accident yeah but yeah I think it just happens when I need it yeah you're is it disassociation or is it good uh, it's it's good it feels like I'm kind of recharging yeah it's just quiet and I can think about whatever I want or not think so. yeah that's my my uh, drive in here in the morning which I think is probably unique because, well, maybe not, but for, like, somebody who coaches the morning class every day, you know, like, I'm out of bed and in my car within, like, five minutes. So I'm just kind of starting to get my wits. Yeah. And it's usually silence and starting to, like, all right, what are my intentions today? What's the workout? What's my lesson plan look like again? And just, like, you know, get my, my gears turning. So are, is, your, uh, is your cold exposure, is that in the morning? No. No? On weekends it is. That's yeah. when I've tried the out of bed thing. Um, but in order for me to get in the lake before I come coach to 530, I'd have to get up like really early. Yeah. Which what I, if I you, think so would be here's worth what, the sacrifice. Here, here's but what. But I'm not going to do it. <laughs> let me put some input on in. it. So I think if you, did, if you didn't make it so ceremonious. I right? don't though. If you just go. Because you're going to get a good. Undeniably, having it in the morning is better than the evening. Yeah, for like sure. You get a, a way better response from it, and it actually helps the rest of your day go better. Yeah. If and your sleep go better. If you're doing it, I guess when you get home, then you're usually four o'clock. You're then you're firing up that sympathetic nervous system, and yeah. it's going to make you less likely. I, I know you have a good, an easy time sleeping. Yeah. But you also get the the benefit of a complete charge up right there. Yeah. One of the routines I've been doing. Uh, for the past like say two months with the cold is I'll do it before I go to jujitsu. Yeah. I'll do it right before I drive to class. Oh really? Um, so like by the time I get there I'm just starting to like get rid of the chill. Yeah. And uh, I found that to be really 
potent. Like, yeah. I feel amazing. My cardio feels amazing. I'm going to work on you feel... to get it first. For the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I said to somebody, maybe it was Kyle, I said, I'm going to take one day this year to do it before I drive in and coach a class in the morning. Well, who says it has to be a cold lake, right? That's yeah. what I mean. That doesn't have to be a ceremony of a cold lake. Yeah. It could be a cold shower. Yeah, but it's just as far to my shower as it is. Then go in there for a minute and a half. Yeah. Like, whatever starts it out for you not to be like, I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I would look at it. Because I've, I've dealt with lots of, um, I mean, clients and athletes that go through the same problems. Like, I just can't do it. Yeah. But then, and you're, whether you know it or not, I think it's more something that you're making a bigger deal out of than it has to be rather than jump in, jump out. Mm. If that's 30 seconds, it's 30 seconds. But later on, it won't be so hard because you're not thinking like, okay, I've got to really prepare myself you prepare yourself by being in the water and breathing the right way mm. and it, it doesn't have to be a three minute four minute five minute affair maybe that's my problem is i'm kind of married to the like three minute i play a song usually that's yeah like my so i guess it is ritualistic but it's not a big to do i just get in play the song get out so yeah. i, I kind of know i've done my three to three and a half minutes and then uh so maybe i just need to go a little shorter if i'm gonna do it before work. yeah yeah like a minute and a half you call it at that. Yeah. Liz doesn't like the idea either. <laughs> Does, doesn't like what? The idea. Uh, idea of what? Well, well everybody's sleeping and I'm in the lake. <laughs> Why does she care? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She thinks I'm going to like, you know. Oh, she thinks you're going to drown? I'm going to croak out there. Oh, no. No, no, you'd be good. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> All right. Three, right? Final? Yeah, number three. Final one. Um, so this one is... I always have dinner with the family and uh, bedtime routine with the girls. So I think that's kind of, that's not necessarily for myself. So I, I came up with a backup if you guys didn't accept that. But, oh, um, but I think it's, I don't know, I, I just want to prioritize like having dinner together, no phones, just focusing on, you know, us as a family or whatever. I think that's overlooked actually. Yeah. Like to sit down, relax, digest your food, chew it. Yeah. And and not have other things as distraction and your food digests better too. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean you guys like are building your family unit that way. Right. Like even if it's what, half an hour, mm-hmm. like that time is super valuable. Right. Yeah. And then like I'd say maybe it's happened once or twice where I haven't been able to be home and uh, like rock them to sleep or whatever, you know, but, um, so their bedtime routine is also pretty, um, like I'm always a part of that. Mm-hmm. But you read them stories or? Yeah, we do like, you know, brush the teeth stories, um, get them in there. They have little sleep sacks and yeah. tuck them in and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's exciting. I would think that's completely valid to have a yeah to have a dinner with the family because so many people don't like yeah. throwing the TV right and then they just kind of tune out tune each other out while watching TV. Yeah, yeah. the so, phone's yeah. a big one now too. Is like even at a family dinner, you go to most restaurants like people are sitting at a table together, but they're all on their phone. It's right. like, yeah. You got. You might as well just not right. Come out that, and eat that's that so one. disturbing to me to yeah. see that. Like it is yeah. kind of sad. People just like zombified into their phone. Yeah, yeah. like that is the time. Kids nearby, like that, really irks me. When like the kids are like wanting to interact with the parents, and the parents are just like yeah. flipping on their phone. Or even what? Like it really is. Like it's it's kind of it's, it really hits me in like a creepy way when I see a kid. Just glued to an iPad or something. Yeah. While they're everyone's eating dinner. Yeah. Like so just to pacify the kid so he's not a nuisance, but right. not not inviting everyone to come in for. 
Yeah. Whatever type of conversation there. Right. It's like a dystopian to me, yeah. almost. Yeah, and we like not to like brag but we don't we don't allow screens like she's they've never watched tv or like they get my phone they've never they watched wanna, tv no yeah oh wow yeah so three years so far i mean i think when she turns three when they're gonna do like are exposed like, to other kids do you think that'll change or no yeah i'm sure yeah like if they go over friends house and stuff so we're not going to be like crazy about it but we're yeah. trying to delay it as much as we can in right episode. if they don't know it yeah. right when she turns three we're probably going to do like friday night little like short pixar film or something like that yeah. just because that's fun but um but yeah we try to do that and she she'll like if, if i'm on my phone she'll yell at me to put my phone yeah down. good for her yeah, yeah. that's awesome three year old so it's pretty funny yeah yeah but it's like dada yeah what are you doing <laughs> so i'm i'm fascinated they've never been on screens so what yeah. are what are they you do you have a tv at your house yeah, we have a TV at, at our house, but they've never watched it. So they just think they, it's like this thing. They just don't even know what it's about? <laughs> oh, wow, that's so rad. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny. And when, Yeah, so we'll see how how long it lasts or whatever. But So they must spend a whole heap lot of time just, like, imagination, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, telling her stories and stuff. Like, she just, like, walks in. Yeah. And she's just like, this is amazing. Like It's, it's yeah. almost like a like a... Social experiment going on right now. Start documenting. I mean, that's how human children evolved forever. Right, right. It was imagination and storytelling and playing and like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how you make a healthy mind, you know? Yeah. She's always like, she'll ask for stories about things that just happened five minutes ago. Right. Because she loves to like relive it. It's, yeah. yeah. It's well, pretty it's, funny. It's like a social experiment with no risk of it going wrong, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, unless she's in school and like everyone like, has TikTok, yeah. and, making fun <laughs> and of her. then she's just bombarded <laughs> with everything. <laughs> yeah, or but she's an outcast because she's not like she doesn't she's not on social media or whatever. That's that's the goal, but yeah. Well, I, I mean, can... considering our talk about the abundance of mental illness, I think right. she'll be the one not so mentally ill. Yeah, I think also on this topic, even though it's kind of uh, slightly outside of what we're talking about, but not that far outside is. Um, as parents maybe get a little more uh, responsibility and maturity with using that type of technology that our kids are gonna like secondhand hopefully get more responsibility right, yeah. and maturity because like we were the first generation mm-hmm. to have that stuff really right. like uh, these these kids are never gonna know life without it but we did you know mm-hmm. so it's like we're still kind of figuring it out ourselves and this next generation of parents hopefully they have a little better grasp on what it is and how to how to use it properly and not abuse it and not be uh servant to it well the research has only just come out just about how devastating it can be for mental health that's no so, good i know like the suicide a, rates and stuff right. especially in younger and it's not kids. a it's not a it, it speaks volumes that like steve jobs also says that he'll never let his kids when he was alive, I mean, he never let his kids ever look at an iPad or an iPhone. Yeah. I mean, they have some inside knowledge and just how catastrophic it can go. Right. right. Yeah. That's, so, a, yeah, that's so, a whole other podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we should have some parents. We always have some like little it. rabbit trails yeah. we follow. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so so that's my, my third family. Family dinners and uh, bedtime routines. Mine's kind of piggybacking on that, um, but I'll make it a little more broad, is uh, connect every day. So I, c- I try to either in person or, speaking of phones, 
here's the positive side of them for me is uh, upkeeping connections with people that you value, right? So either making a phone call, sending a text, or I also use this app called Signal that we've used and I use it with a lot of other people where I'll send like a voicemail, a oh, little yeah. longer voicemail type of thing, and we can have conversations <laughs> like that um, where you get to it when you get to it. Um, or ideally an in-person conversation or experience, right? So something each day where I'm not just having like talking about work with somebody I work with or talking about CrossFit with somebody I CrossFit with, but like a interpersonal conversation about something, a check-in uh, at least once a day with various people through my life. And um, since marrying into a family that has 11 kids and I now have a family, uh, extended family of way more people than I grew up with, trying to keep those connections alive and, yeah. and grow your work, them. Your workload increased a lot. <laughs> um, I am running late. I just realized what time it was. What's your third uh, one, running on time? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm supposed to be in, so he, I can call Monica, but um, I have to be like 320. Okay. I didn't know it was 308. Uh, <laughs> so we got We've been talking right. for two hours? Yeah. Is that right? Oh no, what time no. do we start? It's been like... Oh, I thought we started at one. I mean, is this... Yeah, I gotta go. All right. Well, okay. we'll uh, we'll come back to this on season twenty-two. Yeah. And get and get Levi's number three. Yeah. Okay. I gotta head out. Sorry. <laughs>